Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over there, Steve. Call me Mo. And today we're joined by one of two special guests. Uh, Wesley James Young. You guys know him from uh, all the side comments we make about him on the show and from the AP episodes. Say hello to everybody, Wes. Hello, everybody. And Lily will be joining us shortly. Possibly. Perhaps. She's working. She's she's working right now, so we'll we'll see if we can get her in. Uh, today we are talking about red markets, the the RPG of economic horror by Caleb Stokes. Yes. Uh, we just finished wrapping up our red markets campaign. Uh, you guys will be getting those AP episodes all throughout the month of January. Uh, you'll be getting twofers every week. So. Be happy, you'll be getting the climactic episodes. That's right. But we figured since uh, we just finished the campaign, uh, we do kind of a, an autopsy on what we thought about the system of red markets. In yeah, general. it's a little, it's, um, it's fresh in our minds. Mm -hmm. um, Wes, you, you ran the game. Tell us a little bit about um, the background and uh, what, what the game's actually about. Well, <clears throat> it's... Uh, well, the, the overall the overall game is uh, as as house suggests, it's a game of economic horror. Uh, you have uh, there's a there's like a zombie apocalypse that's occurred within the game world, but the the that is more like the weather. I uh, thought you said Samboni apocalypse. <laughs> that would have been like the coolest thing in the world. You the know, Samboni apocalypse. <laughs> I got that gives me an idea. Oh my god, the lake is too smooth. Oh my god. Oh my God! It's time to bring up the hockey team. We gotta defeat ah! the Philadelphia Red Wings. <laughs> okay, but it's the Detroit. Uh, see, I don't know shit about hockey. <laughs> I only know the Red Wings because I watch the scrubs. But yeah, moving on. I, I went to an uh, amateur boxing match one night, and the hockey game did break out. Wow. <laughs> Good fight, then. Yeah. <laughs> Continue on, Wes. Yeah, 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 we need to get going. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, essentially, there's been, uh, as I said, there's been a, a zombie potcoats, but the, the zombies, uh, they're, it's more, they're more like the weather, really, in, in, in this sort of thing. Uh, the the uh, the shtick with the horror they're trying to uh, the systems they're trying to go for is more that human sort of the horror of deciding to feed my gun or feed my kids that that is where the that is where the aesthetic that's where that's where the core of this game game is really centered on mm. uh, it mechanically it's of it, it's supposed to be a very very uh, relatively light system actually in that the the gm really doesn't actually spend a lot of time rolling dice actually yeah. because all the die rolls of on the player end uh bo are both contained within it both their actions and their reactions to what the environment does to them so depending on your depending on the depending on the results you're either uh you're either uh either endure what's being thrown at you or thing or things just get a little worse for you yeah, yeah. Yeah, the basic core mechanic is you have your you have your black die and your red die, and 
after adding all your modifiers, black die, black die result being higher than red die is things moving in your favor. Red die um, result being higher is everything working in the market's favor, which is what they, which is sound, which is how the game simultaneously refers to both the GM and the overall um, um, uh, universe of things. Right. It should be said that uh, all the mechanics in this game uh, and all the in-universe explanations are all covered under economic terms. Um, what'd you think, what, uh, Steve? Um, I have mixed feelings about it, honestly. Um, there's some aspects of it I like. I like the fact that the dice mechanic is very simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is not a lot of math, which is good. Um, th- there's some aspects of it that I don't enjoy, like, uh, I think a lot of these rules should have come with a caveat emptor just to keep it in the economic sphere of things that, uh, you know, use your common sense um, when you're, when you're interpreting whether to roll or whatever. Um, the, the one and done rule uh, really kind of, I, I didn't care for. I think that I know what they're trying to do because a lot, there's a rule um, that in, if you're not spending um, ammo, rations, or what they call a charge on your equipment to get something done, um, you can only roll once uh, just to move things along. And I'm, I get that because there's situations where you're going to like try and do something uh, like open a locked door and you don't do it. And you're going to try again and again until you do it. And so, what's the point of having a uh, having a, a dice check for something if you're just eventually going to end up doing it? Could you just keep on rolling and rolling until you get it? So I get that. But sometimes um, the one and done mechanic doesn't doesn't make sense. It, so, yeah. um, especially with things like where uh, if you're all if you're you know traveling. And one person gets to make a, uh, a check to see an awareness check to see if something is happening. I would think that if you were like traveling in a zombie wasteland um, where anything can kill you and everything tries to, everyone would be on high alert. So everyone would be able to make that roll. It's little things like that, that, that I think could be improved. Just, no. And even just like a, a thing that says just use common sense and on some of this, it's not going to, nothing can cover everything. Use your common sense. Right. And just to let all the listeners know, Lily has now joined us. Say hello, everybody, Lily. What's up? What's up? <laughs> right. And, and with the one and done rule, um, a player's bad role can really like fuck everything up. Because yeah. there is there is a certain degree of lethality in this game as well. Yeah. So if you miss that perception roll and you get a surprise attack, somebody could go down simply because of bad luck. Right. Yeah, I I, uh, I think the one and done is I probably okay for like social stuff, but for for traveling, yeah, there's no way that you wouldn't all be looking. Yeah, it it does say in the um in the text somewhere that um the the 
that this game is designed to be out to get you. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. paraphrasing. Um, it's a very bleak approach to economics. Yes. Um, it, it's it's very um, it, it's very, I guess, individualistic about it. Selfish, almost almost fine, uh, Randian um, uh, outlook to to how economics work. Another way of describing it would be if you made the road into an RPG, it would be this. Okay, but for those of us who haven't read the road, it was a, it was that a means that, well. But but right, but if, but if if you haven't read the road, that means nothing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, there's the Walking Dead bar setting goes. There's Shades of, um, or The Last of Us in in some respects but a lot of walking dead yeah yeah i think it's just trying to to caleb had we had caleb on the show what three years ago something like that and he was talking about how he wanted to create a poverty simulation yeah well, Caleb yeah. So. <laughs> and and really that's what you're doing a lot of the the way rules are described and um and and just uh, the reasons for them being there is because when you don't have money, you behave differently than if you do have money. However, in that same aspect, what we say still stands pretty effectively for one main reason. If you are in a situation where your life is on the line, that poverty stuff goes right out the window because if the person in front of you didn't see what was coming and you did, are you really going to let the other meat shield die? <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's very true. You know, you don't. And see, with that, you could still have everybody roll and then it comes down to the player. Do you want to tell them what you saw or not? Right. So it, it, it almost, it's almost as if like the, the system is suffering under its own conceit. It's trying so hard to be this poverty simulator that it ignores just like some common sense stuff. Right, right. Say, when it's this life or death, you still would behave in your best interest. Your best interest is to not fuck over the people yeah. you're with at that particular moment. Right, right. And that brings another point, actually, is the way the um, horror mechanic of it describes most of its examples for horror are on, are on, that, are on that parallel, actually. Most of them, it's most, it's mostly in the, it's mostly in that realm, which is interesting depending on wh uh, where or not your uh, um, into it your players are because if they are not, you end up with having to quite uh, uh, do a bit more back figuring actually on uh, on 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 the horror mechanic works. We also really didn't go into the to the secondary stuff either a whole lot when we were yeah. playing because right. you know we're supposed to heavily get into our, our characters' dependence and stuff, too. Yeah. Right, and we, we didn't end up doing that because uh, maybe maybe as Call of Cthulhu players, we're, we're used to the attrition of sanity. Yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> still be playing it. Right. <laughs> I mean, we gotta, you gotta give it that, I mean, for, for brevity. Right, right. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, there's also certain like it's for us is not particularly a complete necessity to have that interaction because we're used to thinking in terms of the grand scheme of how our characters would react. 
I treated everything my character did on based on what she would do to get her son out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, make, uh, building a character is pretty much a point buy system uh, where you spend a certain amount of points to purchase attributes and then you have skills that are linked to those attributes. Um, but it seems to me that while we were playing... Uh, there's there's the goal of eventual retirement for your for your character, but I really think that that the way the mechanic is built, you should be uh, spending your bounty or currency, which operates both as currency and as character points, and as the way to maintain your stuff. But that's kind of clever how they do that, though. I mean, yeah, that's the, yeah. the theme. Yeah, but it seems to me like like the first few adventures you go on in any given campaign of red markets, uh, the money or the bounty that you make should be spent on you know elevating the character. That by by the time you get to the retirement mission, um, you're pretty much you know have a higher degree of success on whatever you do. You're jacked up, right? Yeah, I mean. I think that you're like in a campaign that he wants you to have to make tough choices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you going to spend your money on, uh, you know, increasing your, your intellect? Are you going to spend it on healing? Are you going to spend it on keeping your equipment intact or are you going to bank it so you can just get out of the mess? Yeah. Right. So uh, it, it's it it definitely fits into the theme, whereas you know like in in a more mainstream game like D and D where you would have you know x amount of gold that has nothing to do with character improvement because your character improvement is your experience. Well, not anymore anyway. Well, but but you know once you get a gold piece and bank that as an experience, you could spend that gold without losing that experience. That's true. So it, it's not directly. Um, once you get it, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, on the the terms of of the funds that we've managed to acquire while we're playing, a part of that also could come down to the GM because the GM could just decide to have something happen where you have to spend all that that you just got. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like, are you going to suffer like with worse situations and keep your funds, or are you going to spend your funds to try to keep maintain the somewhat leisure that you have or a survival situation like do you want to give up all this to get out of this place right but as one of the things that we noticed in in the course of play is that a lot of times the scarcity of funds uh is negated by the negotiation of any given job true uh there was a lot of times that that steve's character legitimately just negotiated to have all of our expenses covered yeah and and get paid on top of that so you know that kind of that kind of dilutes the the mechanic of having to scrounge and whatnot to survive it's also well, where his because, good goals tended to go yeah. to right right yeah those rifle rolls didn't do like, shit put, on those animal handling rolls I put, I, put yeah. I put all my points in those skills um, knowing yeah knowing that so i can do that yeah so uh, to the detriment of, of my other skills. Right. 
like animal handling. Which is the choice you have to make when you're making a character, which, I, you know, I can't really say that the, the bounty system is a real huge detriment other than, like, the jobs, way that the jobs work. Because yeah. it comes down to the players. We went in knowing what we were getting into. Other players won't necessarily react the same way we did and, like, make give their characters the points like we did. It's yeah, like I, I went straight into combat and and yeah. and uh, triage because I knew that's what I wanted. Whereas in a negotiation situation, my character has zero people skills. <laughs> yeah, right, and and also I I, th I think as well there might be uh, 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 some of this feels like it was actually then for medium more of like four or five people rather than th rather than uh, three. Mm. So you have a probably, spread probably of and we we happen to have characters that were enough on the same page where we wouldn't fuck with each other either. Yeah. Well, we also kind of told each other what we were um, gonna do. Yeah. Right. Uh, which, which in this kind of game, if you don't do that, yeah. like either in a session zero or just like gabbing, mm. you you might be like screwing your stuff over. Um, you definitely have to have a balanced party in this. Yeah. Right, Actually, and, and we did end up having a balanced party because we had a healer, we had a people person, and we had a bruiser. Yep. And those are, you know, we had to... And as we kept going, line. we started modifying ourselves to be more what we needed to be in those situations. Well, I know I took more weapon skills, so I'd have yep. more options at range and stuff. Nah, I just went straight bruiser the whole time. Yep. Well, yeah, but I mean, you knew <laughs> that's what you needed to be, too. It was like, you know, I know I modified a little bit of what I did just because, like, the, the stealth and the uh, scavenging, I upped that a bit while we were playing. Right. Because I noticed that, oh, we tend to get ambushed. Well, my character wouldn't like that very much, so she'd start being a little more cautious and hanging back so she could sneak into the bushes and blow people's heads off. <laughs> Indeed. However, um, I think and I, I don't want to lay this on at, at Wes's feet, but uh, the the way the game is set up, where, oh, where you're no. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. I'm not going to lay this at Wes's feet. The way the game is set up is is very uh, episodic in nature, or or serialized. Yeah. Um, but you know, there I think there has to be some kind of. Uh, I don't know, maybe variety, because it always seemed like, you know, you go here, you do this job, you get paid, and it's, you know, lather, rinse, repeat yeah. you know, several yeah. times just just to keep up, you know, your your stuff. And and for me, that kind of that kind of got a little old quick just because there was no like variation. Yeah, on, definitely on got thing. more into it once Wes worked in his narrative into it more than us just going, we're going to go to point A, kill B and C, come back with D, get paid. Right. And get paid. And try to make a little extra side cash on the way. Yeah. right. Also, another problem I have with the job system is that there was no real way to like uh, figure out which one might have suited us better than the others like which one would we have rather done because all of them sounded pretty crappy right out the box it was the kind it's the kind of thing where it's set up so that you have multiple players doing research on the job so they can come back more information theoretically mm -hmm. and that's why i think this is actually really designed more for like four or five people because with four or five people you have a bunch more people actually researching jobs and whatnot and that's why 
um, uh, we add Which is where the one roll comes back to bite you in the ass again. Yeah, yeah, it's a situation where one and done really. Yeah. I, would just, I would think of suspending it for this part. I would seriously like to see them at least make the modification to the book where, in the rule set, it tells you that the one and done is up to the discretion of the GM depending on group size specifically. Well, if I, they want to stick with that. Another I, useful I, tool. Oh, go ahead, Wes. Yeah, I was saying that I tried to kind of, I noticed that was a problem, so I tried to compensate with that, with that sort of job board thing I made, so that you had, uh, uh, so you'd have more base information to start off with, only because you were a smaller group, and there was less information you could, you could ever possibly find out if all your roles went well, so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's the problem with the balance, with less, with a, with a smaller group of people. Well, a good way to, I think, to counter that yeah. would be, um, like a like job creation tables or something where you can you know you have different types of jobs that you can put out for the players that you can randomly generate on the fly that way you can have something like a bounty board and just go I thought, okay I they had something like that they do actually it's in the back of the book but oh, it's, it's in the back yeah but it's but it's also a matter of wasn't you, that what we did for like the last thing was use that table thing Actually, no. What you did was, uh, a, 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 you actually created a job for yourselves. Actually, which is the other mechanic in this game, where instead of you hunting down for a job, you sit down and cook up a job to do, and the market presents that to you. That's a whole, which a, which is a whole other mechanic in this game actually to do. It kind of yeah. helps with the small party problem. Yeah, it's that that when you first start now, you don't really understand how it works like that and then you don't know what you're doing either if this is your yeah. first time playing so it's not perfect it's well that also we all live in different parts of the country and we all have different schedules and it's like yeah. trying to hurt cats to get us to do anything outside of like the allotted time mm -hmm. so yes right one of the interesting features, though, is in character creation, you're also creating your enclave, which is your home base. And there's a assorted questions that you have to answer that kind of it's kind of like uh, cooperative world building. Yeah. A la, a la fate. Yeah, it totally is. I, there's there's a ton of, of fate cooked into this. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of phase. Yeah, kind of, but I would say that the the one really egregious sin that this game commits is hit locations. <laughs> yeah. I hate hit locations. Yeah, those weren't particularly enjoyable. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. You know, you know, I wouldn't mind them so much if there were better ways to, like, pick where you're hitting. I think my... Hit locations saved my character a couple of times. It probably did save us a few times, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, it cost us a few times too. Right. Well, I did like the way the mechanic was set up to that that it was just that one roll determined, you know, hit location and damage, you know, as well as successful a successful hit. Um, you know, all with it just one roll. Yeah. But now, how, oh, go ahead. I was gonna ask how you felt about um, that you are always going to be hit by the market. So if somebody takes a shot at you, you're hit unless you dodge. Right. 
Yeah, that's well, I mean, even then, you know, how the severity of the hit, it's either pass or fail, and the severity of the hit is determined by the roll, which is I guess is okay. Um you know, because it's it's a it combat is a complex mechanic to try to try to solve. And Red Markets is a game where you can have a lot of combat, either between other human takers, um, other members of enclaves, or in my case, members of your own enclave, and you know, versus the world. And I, I suppose, but the thing I don't like about it is is always having to burn those rations. Um, you have to if you have no rations, you can't dodge. But you know, yeah, the rations never... thing really makes no sense to me for combat. Right, right. Well, for ranged combat, all you do is you know you're spending charges off of the weapon, however many. Yeah, but we rounds. still have to spend rations to dodge too. Right, and you have to spend rations to dodge. For a right. melee character, you have to spend them to attack, don't you? Yep, you have yeah, to spend rations to attack, and it's you have like, to. And I think there's a pretty easy fix for that, and just having a stamina system. Like the rations are for travel, and the stamina is for fights. Well, yeah, but because depending on how the travel went, your rations are already gone when you get to a fight. He actually presents the logic of why he goes about it that way, actually, as well. Because logic is that rations are also the energy you consume to do any physical activity, and so you're burning through that. And so you're eventually at a point and at a attractive point in time later, you're downing your protein bar okay. and whatnot. Okay, but let's. Yeah, but you're not down in a protein bar when somebody's looking at your hand. How many times a day do you eat, Wes? Uh, about three at least. Okay. Not more. Right. Most people eat like two or three times a day. And in a poverty situation, you probably eat once a day. <laughs> Even people who who get into fights or work out, or play sports or whatever, they mm -hmm. still eat about the same. And yeah, they get a little. They might get sore or fatigued a little bit. But I don't think they're like eating extra to to energize to power their their activities. And even if they are, they're not like eating up five five meals to uh, take five swings with an axe. Right, right. So you know you have you have guys like um, yeah. Olympic swimmers and stuff like that are eating like twenty twenty five thousand calories. Because of their training schedule, but yeah, it they're doesn't make sense it while to they're me. swimming. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me to eat to burn one ration to uh, to swing a, oh, a to well or, to burn one ration uh, to walk ten miles and burn five rations to punch a guy five times. Yeah, yeah. You know the 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 balance of it's off, and that's yeah. what bothers me with it too. Like I think there's a better way to do it. I just don't think they found it yet. Yeah, like and just have a different category. So. And still, you can still have rations affect it. It's just you should have a stamina thing for combat, right? And then you burn rations to replenish that, right? Or something like that, right? And then you have then you have that you have that counteracted almost with uh, when you raise your uh, what is it? Uh, um, APD, which equals your refresh, right? Right, because I remember my character ended up with like a three APD. 
which is three refreshes. So I effectively had 15 uh, points in rations at any given time. You know, that's but a, a three a, a three leg that's travel a pretty, still a pretty big hit on you if we travel right. a big right. leg and you're already down half of your rations. <laughs> right, and and also you know it whether you drove or you walked, it still cost one ration per leg. Wait, were you paying rations uh, during? Uh, wait. Uh, I think you were having us pay rations during on the, during on the, the truck. Transport. Yeah. Okay. If 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 I had you do that, that was a mistake on my part. Yeah, I don't well, remember. How, I, in the rations. truck, I had to spend truck it, points. I didn't have to spend rations. Yeah, you're spending. Like you're spending charge on the truck. Right. The truck spends gas. I mean, diesel or the fuel. Yeah, fuel. But you don't spend rations on yourself if you're in the truck. <laughs> Well, it didn't really matter because you know I never ran out of rations. I eat beef, beef jerky on the road trip. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would get hungry in a car. You just wouldn't get hungry as fast because you're not doing anything. Yeah. Right, but you know, I think that that uh, for for a melee character who doesn't buy off the charges on a melee weapon, because even melee weapons have charges and to represent the condition of the weapon, I, I presume. Yep. Um, you know, that's a lot of bookkeeping to take a hit. <laughs> right, and you're somebody. getting double, you're getting double, double whammied because you're spending a charge off your melee weapon and you're spending a charge off your rations. So mm -hmm. basically, the game's telling you not to play melee. It kind of is. Yeah, even though melee is pretty darn uh, useful because it useful. buys time. Yep. Is you need a meat shield, and that's what melee becomes oh, is the meat shield. Also, it it allows you to act quietly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It allows you to act quietly. Um, there's a lot of times that I killed similar opponents to you guys, where you guys had to shoot five times, and I was able to knock them out, knock them down in one. Well, that's because I had a, only a like a plus one. Well, life. even then, I mean, melee, <laughs> melee is is the, the dudes very that effective. I had. Yeah, the dudes that I had problems with, though, were the ones that were full time. That's the only reason I took a lot of shots because if I hit something small, usually it was dead. Right. But you know, you get a good roll, you get a good roll on a melee attack and you can, you know, headshot for twelve points See, damage. I had I had <laughs> melee abilities, but uh the scavenge, which I do like, I do like that you can scavenge and get parts for your weapons. Because yeah. that helped out a lot because I immediately got a silencer for that rifle and that changed the game and how yeah. I played it. That uh that that is a good system, the scavenge system when you yeah. can decide whether you want equipment, um bounty or something like that where where you can balance the idea of do i need do i need the cash more or do i need to upgrade my stuff and it also gives players a reason to spend points in something like scavenge because other than that scavenge really doesn't do much if you're not looking for something specific yeah right so it's it's a it's a juicy enough carrot in front of a player to make them go hmm maybe i should put some points in scavenge which means they won't put points in something else mm -hmm. right it's, it's a nice it's a nice nice thing to have to make you choose because i don't even remember why i chose it yeah. oh i know why i chose it because she's she was in emergency medicine right so she would be used to looking for stuff that wouldn't norm people wouldn't normally look for to fix people <laughs> mm -hmm. right right but yeah I, I think I think the 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 problem of three players also because you end up 
with everybody being highly specialized rather than everybody spreading everything around. So everybody does awareness. Everybody does athletics. Everybody does a little bit of perception or scavenging or something like that. Um, when in, in a more players four to six or something like that, I think a fourth player probably would have changed the entire dynamic of the party. Yep. Because you would have ended up with somebody else who was maybe more balanced that's also another person we'd have to split bounty with. Right, right. And that's probably one the other reason why see like more players would actually lead to the inner party conflicts as yep. well that we didn't really have because let's see, your character wasn't really concerned with retirement because his retirement plan was dying. Mm. So that pretty much just left me and Steve's characters worried about bounty in general. That's right, that's right. But I think king of the forest, man. Yeah. King of the hill. That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Is this your king? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and the world does, you know, lead to crazy scenarios like this because it also has that kind of escape from New York sort of situation going on where you might or or the warriors or any of those those types of you know apocalyptic types of films. Where you get these weird themed enclaves where, you know, it's Ringling Brothers Circus and everybody that you uh, encounter from that as takers are all clowns. Yep. And, and things like that. Or somebody who occupies a baseball field, so all their gear and stuff is baseball themed. Man, like my character was immune and it would have been interesting to see see some stuff happened to her regarding that because like you guys she trusted enough where she didn't think you'd fuck her over if you uh if you knew what she was right but you know having another party member they might not have been as trustworthy so when she get she gets bit that could have been an interesting scenario for for to play out with somebody else well i mean you know she was angela bassett playing mariah stokes though (laughs) <laughs> I will kill you. I will kill you. <laughs> oh shit. That's what led to some player PvP more than likely. Yep. But um <laughs> it seems it seems like there's there's this aspect of survival within the world of red markets that's kind of overlooked as you know or or just kind of touched upon in in the mechanics you know but it doesn't doesn't always feel like you're in a survival situation it feels like you're in a you know post-apocalyptic fantasy and you're still going on dungeon crawls and and claiming treasure fighting monsters claiming treasure yep except the treasures id cards right Right, not gold pieces. So you can carry a lot more of them when or, you Or booze that doesn't taste like gasoline. Yep. Right. Right. But or um, old stuff, you know, it's 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 still got that dungeon crawler aspect to it. Right. Now, Wes, you might you might know this a little bit better. Um because you know, maybe it was something that uh you you avoided, but it seems to me that you know the care and feeding of the enclave itself uh should be a major mechanic of the of the game as well um yeah it doesn't quite come in as a mechanic 
but it feels more like something I could throw in there if right. if, 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 I, if I've actually got if I had actually gotten around to it though. Right, uh, like a possible story thing. And yeah, yeah, but he kind of like substituted your kingship that storyline for that. So we had a lot right. of drama that happened with the yeah. Because honestly, if we had wanted to, we could have just moved into that enclave instead of where we were. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even then, you know, you're talking about, you know, several people. the The enclaves always seem to be pretty self sufficient. So you know you were just going out there to get paid. Yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple jobs where, uh, where you might have been transporting stuff for the uh, for your enclave and, uh, and helping guard that. But it was like because part of the uh, uh, thing we didn't quite cover uh, yet is that part of the mechanics of the of the job construction process is that the uh, GM actually uh, randomly rolls up uh, what the baseline pr- uh, price is for the job. And then you try to negotiate up from that, and right. and oddly enough, every single t- all the jobs I rolled where you've been dealing more with the enclave rolled lower than the than the jobs you ended up with. Right, right. Which, of course, you know, if you're if you're working to working toward retirement or escape, you're going to you take the go higher paying the jobs. Ones. But with that said, with the right group and the right like the right amount of time to like knowledge about the the set. Yep. It's pretty easy to have the enclave stuff start kind of affecting you because then you're gonna have to start paying more bounty to get stuff done in the enclave because they ain't got what they need. Yep. Supply and demand, which would probably make you start taking a few lesser jobs just so you don't have to pay more later. <laughs> All right, so so we've discussed we've discussed what we thought was were problems. We've discussed the the basic mechanics and how it actually plays. Uh, I guess we'll go down the list now. And Steve, out of five, what do you what do you what do you call it? Um, I'd probably give it a, like a three, like a three. Lily, mm, about a two. I really don't like the system that much, but I'm not like into political games. Right on. And Wes, let's see. I I give it a three because there's still some room for improvement, but I I, I love I love the basic idea and I. Lo- I love the mechanics, and I think that with a bunch of retooling, it could actually be much better. I'm going to give it two and a half for uh, hit locations. <laughs> I love that mechanic. Actually, I love the. I love. The I locations. like and dislike it because at least it did give me the option to aim for those areas if I took the time to do it. Yep. Right. Right. So that was nice because if you're dealing with an armored person, like you know, I took the time to aim for their throat. Right, but I have to keep up with the the uh, continuity of the show, and because I dis hit locations every time they come up. <laughs> <laughs> the continuity is important; it's understood. Yep. Yeah. No. Overall, though, I'd I'd give it a I I ignoring hit locations, I'd give it probably a three. Yep. Um, I one of the things I do like about it is that it is written in kind of a tongue in cheek style. Um, so even though the subject matter is kind of the kind of bleak and you're fighting against attrition most of the time. Uh, I do enjoy the uh, the kind of mm, you know, haha, wink, wink, nudge, nudge type of thing going on in the the text itself. So yeah, I'll, I'll give that half a star back for for tongue and cheekness. There you go. <laughs> so yep. so we'll call it a three. Now, would you recommend uh, it for people looking for? Um, 
something along these lines or something different rather than you know the 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 basic stuff dungeons and dragons pathfinder those sorts of games i wouldn't recommend it to beginners unless they're like super into the politic like side of stuff because there are better systems with politics involved in it that are like more polished so far but uh if somebody's just looking for something different there's something there it's just it's not ready yet like i would say an experienced gm that knows when to change stuff yeah okay that's fair what about you steve um i think it makes a good one shot um i'm less interested in the uh, bookkeeping aspects of it uh than i am um actually going out there and exploring the apocalypse uh wes had run a one shot uh for this that i don't think either of you guys participated in it was like during an off week Mm -hmm. i think you guys had uh nick and brian yeah, and um, it, that was kind of that was a fun little setup because uh, you didn't have to like worry about scrounging <laughs> and and, uh, and you know making your bank and stuff and you know it was more concentrating on what the story was and it was an interesting story. Um, so I think it's it, it it to just get up and pick pick up and play a game. It's kind of fun, but in long term, there's just like a little bit too much. Um, odd bookkeeping hmm. all right what about you wes let's see i can, I can definitely see the bookkeeping point for uh receives uh perspective i would also recommend it with some of those caveats lily brought in and also definitely emphasize that if your players are not necessarily into the uh, uh some of the economic horror aspects you might want to modify what the uh that um table of um actual uh, uh, sandy losses are. Because... Oh, I got one other caveat too. If yeah. your players are not really into to doing role play, this is not the system for you. <laughs> oh dear God, no. Dear God, no. This 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 needs role play. Right. To work. Right. Um would I recommend it? Hmm. I mean there's a lot of other horror games out there that you could probably recommend first like if, if definitely not for a beginning player somebody who's new to rpgs at all who wants to play something horror i would say you know go with um uh you know call of cthulhu or or um oh shit what was the one that palladium did uh through a mirror darkly or something like that you know there's there's other zombie games out there as well or or even slasher flick if you you know just looking for something yeah, Slasher Flick is the one I'd recommend for beginner beginners. Oh yeah. Right. But um yeah, I think I think if you're if you're an experienced GM and you have an open-minded group um yeah, I would say go ahead and try this one out and see how it goes because you know, it's you know, a lot of the banter between us you know was 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 fun uh because you know, we had characters and personalities kind of almost kind of based on the roles we had in the party uh, but yeah if you're if your team is not into is into just you know kicking in the door and slaying the monster collecting the treasure it's probably probably not the game for you guys well you should be playing munchkin then well yeah obviously and, uh, and munchkin. <laughs> there's going to be a time when there there's going to be munchkin red markets 
Steve Jackson. Yeah. You know, actually, actually, it probably would work very well as a card game. Oh, yeah, it would it fix a lot of the issues that it has if it was just a card game, honestly. You know, you could play it, uh, you know, as a, as a cooperative card game or something like that, or, or possibly even as a board game. But, you know, I think a lot of the mechanics seem to emulate the board game aspect um, with it. And, and, you know, your rations being little manipulatives, little tokens or something like that. And you go, okay, do this, do this. He actually designed this whole little play mat where you use poker chips to do that with. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That actually makes this make more sense then. Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh for for like a an AP where you're using like video conferencing or or you know uh you know uh voice over IP it's a little more difficult, but I think if you're sitting around the table and doing something like throwing poker chips in the middle of the table um it it might might make that gambling aspect of it. Yeah, I can't say that my my uh my score would change because of that. Cause like I said, I wasn't super interested in it to begin with. Mm -hmm. I had fun with what I had fun with, but you know, it's not something I'd like jump at the play again, but again, I wouldn't, wouldn't have jumped at it to play it in the first place. So you have to keep that in mind. I would, I would definitely like toss it out to your crew that you're, you're running with and see if they're interested. Cause if they're not, it's not necessarily going to be fun. <laughs> I hear you. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, that was our, retrospective of red markets um overall we'd say three out of five um and if you're adventurous and you have a good team of players go ahead and pick it up and uh this is also going to be the last show for the year this will come out the week before christmas time so uh, have a good holiday happy new year all that good stuff yes and yes. we'll see you guys on the other side of 2019 if it even happens <laughs> what 2019? Yeah, 2019. Right. I, I think that 2019 is an asymptote, <laughs> and you can approach <laughs> it, but you cannot get there. Yeah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> you can get there, but you have to cross half as much space every time you step. <laughs> Singularity. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, if if 2019 doesn't come, we'll see you in the loss. After Christmas, you're just going to be in a part of an accretion disc circling 2019, but never getting there. Or 2018 starts all over again. No, no God, please no. Groundhog please no. year. I can't. I can't. Not again. I don't want to be Bill Murray in that scenario. You want to be Bill Murray in that scenario. I'll end up in Happy Death Day because I'll try to end it, and then it'll just keep happening. <laughs> well, if 2019 does come... Uh, we'll see you then. Otherwise, keep 30 luck points. <laughs> <laughs>